the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And my heart radio station. Katie Lovely, Palo Alto, the Bay Area's. Good morning. March 19th. Wow, the year's going by fast, isn't it? Nine more months till Christmas. When I say it like that, ooh, right? So, this is a show dedicated to getting me to retirement, but let's talk a little bit about that. Is this the retirement that you want? One in three elderly die with dementia. It's an article in today's USA Today. A new report showing one in three older adults die with Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. It's rising concerns about the disease pervasive scope Spiraling cost of care. Spiraling cost of care. That's the number one thing in this story. Payments for health care, long-term care, and hospice care are expected to increase from $203 billion to $1.2 trillion by 2050. Okay, there's an investment angle that I want to be a part of. There is the, I better make sure that I have enough money for me or my sugar booger in case I need to be throwing in part of that $1.2 trillion by 2050. There's the angle that taxpayers are subsidizing Medicare costs for an older person. You, the taxpayer. Now, you may not pay taxes. You may be part of that group that says, let the rich do it. But when you jump from $203 billion to $1.2 trillion, you can damn well see that this is going to be a stress. People with dementia and Alzheimer's disease stress out their families. We who take care of our parents and who love them and adore them want to thank them for raising us. It's stressful. And you have a couple brothers who help out. You have a sister who doesn't help out. You've got another brother who, who like doesn't want anything to do with it. Hates mom for some reason. Then you get all the spouses involved, and it's a complicated issue. It's so complicated, in fact, that the cost of the stress to the families is about $9 billion in increased health care costs. So one little story about dementia is pervasive to me. It teaches me and tells me time and time again that, you know, whoa, we need to think about, like, what's the financial consequence of this story? What sort of retirement do you want? Now, I kind of like the idea of, you know, one of my grandmothers, when she passed away, last couple years, she thought she was like eight years old. I kind of like that concept, because eight was a sweet time in my life. But it's really not something that I really do like. And it's actually very upsetting to think about. Because it was painful to watch her go through that. Okay, so the U.S. equity market today, back to reality. We don't have to talk about old people. Other than to say, you better save a lot of money. Um, S&P 500 up 3 today. The Dow up 50. The NASDAQ up 10. And this is a big but. 
Things are looking pretty good. There's some fantastic stories out today. Equity markets relented yesterday. Cyprus was in the news, and they're going to have a vote today whether they do a one-time levy of massive taxes on the banks or not. So the island nation is you know, facing bankruptcy, but how are they going to solve their problems? Unpopular one-time levy tax or no? I can tell you that this is not Banco Santander. This is not a big Spanish bank or a big Italian bank. Meredith Whitney was bullish on Bank of America yesterday and stock. That's a positive. Boeing did get a $15.6 billion order from Ryanair after we learned that Lion Air out of Indonesia threw down a big order to Boeing's competitor. Amerisource Bergen and Walgreens made a distribution relationship. Some economic data today. We get the housing starts increasing eight tenths of a percent in January. Single family starts up one half a percent. Multifamily starts up one tenth of a percent. Permits up four point six percent. That was the positive news. Number of homes currently under construction up two point three percent right now to five hundred seventy five thousand. Eighteenth consecutive monthly increase. And the largest number of homes currently under construction since 2009 of September. The Fed Reserve Open Market Committee meeting today and tomorrow. It's a two-day meeting. It's not quite like the papal conclave. There's some secrecy to it. But there's also a lot of interviews coming out of it. Now, this is important. Why? Why? Because... If the Federal Reserve comes out and says, we see a moderating, improving economy, there's a lot of risks that we're concerned with, or they see it's modestly improving, moderate, modest, like let's, let's split hairs, or they say we see an improving economy tied towards housing. Rob Black said it this morning, it must be true. Um, you see where I'm going out with this, right? If they start hinting at raising interest rates, bull market's over. And that's okay. We're five years old today. Let's go back and, and remember five years ago, and it was a market that people had no confidence in. And people were selling at the bottom. Five years later, it's more than doubled. So dollar cost averaging worked. If you bought high and low, you're, you've done well. Because you bought it at the very low. So we don't have to go way back with Sherman in the Wayback Machine. But know that this bull market's five years old, and it's not going to you know, continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger. It's going to start to peter out when the Federal Reserve says we're raising interest rates. Now, I may be wrong. I hope not. Because I don't want the market going up every year. I want those down here so I can be buying low. I know you get this. So, taking a look one final time at some of the numbers out here. Some of the things that we have to see as far as stories go. Lulu Lemon, they're in a little bit of heat today. They forecast revenues on the low end of expectations because they're making athletic wear that's see through. The yoga wear is a little bit too sheer. And they're going to have to you know, bring back the yoga pants. So you buy some black yoga pants, 
you go work out and people are like, whoa, nice pink panties or nice pink underwear, Rob. I'm taking that thing back. Little Lamont is facing increased competition. I like the company. I own no shares of it. I, I want a story like this to bring the company down, to create a buying opportunity. Skull Candy has a new CEO, appointing Nike executive Hobie Darling to the position. Skull Candy makes some really awesome headphones. I'd like to see Apple and or someone like Nike acquire them. Nike's got a position on Apple's board of directors, and Apple executives jumping into Skull Candy. Like, I'm not saying nothing. Electronic Arts, their CEO, John Rufcito, he resigned, and he kind of did the old humble pie thing. He says, it hasn't been the best run under my tenure. Wall Street loves it when a CEO says, it's been my fault. TransOcean CEO is going to testify at the trial to determine causes and responsibility for the 2010 Gulf oil spill that his company was tied towards. Citigroup is going to pay $730 million to settle a class action lawsuit brought by investors in the bank's debt and preferred stock from 2006 to 2008. Hey, one quick note. One quick note. Is that uh, it was one year ago today that Apple declared a dividend. Expect them to declare an increase in that dividend and or acquisitions very soon. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. And that's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Asset protection planning. Protecting your assets from creditors and lawsuits should be part of your financial plan. I've got a couple million dollars in stocks. If I run into a lawyer or a car full of lawyers, I got nothing. Protecting your assets, whether it's enough so that your family can live on after you, so that you can give to your children, or so that you accidentally run into a car of lawyers, that you'll be okay. The cost of making a penny is actually about two cents today. We should stop pennies in the United States. Before we have debates about government spending, before we have debates about taxation, we should look at everything that's just stupid. And you, we all know it's out there. To get your calls on the show, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We've got the SP 500 up 4, the NASDAQ up 10, the Dow up 50. Joining me now, CFP. Chad Burton, let's talk retirement planning mistakes. There's many. There's a veritable plethora of them. Thoughts? Yes. It's, we, we've talked about retiring without a plan, using old rules of thumb, and using bad assumptions. Right. And, and you know, part of that, it, part of what leads to bad assumptions is when people retire without a detailed budget where you've got to list all of your expenses, you've got to list all of your desires in terms of vacation, in terms of gifting to the kids, in terms of charities, 
um, all the things that you want to do, the clubs, the resorts, all that kind of stuff. You've got to detail that out. And then you've got to say, oh, by the way, where's my money going to come from? Which dollar is going to come from which account and how is it going to be taxed? 100% taxed like my 401k? 85% of my Social Security is taxable in most cases? And, um, you know, how, how much am I going to owe Uncle Sam every year? And then you've got to take that, add your health insurance costs that you're not thinking about, and you've got to project that forward with at least 3% inflation. That means about every 18 years, your income needs are going to double. Not immediately. They slowly double, you know, 3% a year with inflation. But you've got to have that detailed budget. Detailed budget's not a lot of fun. And a lot of what you just said there, Chad, it, it kind of, we gloss over, right? Like, yeah. where, what dollar comes from where? Like, I don't think most people grasp that concept, think that concept. Yeah, it's, um, you know, our client wealth management site that we do, the, the financial plan's always updated and live online, does the same type of thing that a mint.com does where you can, you know, log in all your credit cards and your bank accounts, and it'll track your spending. So all you have to do is take, a, you know, be diligent and spend an hour a week for the first, you know, uh, two or three months to get everything itemized, and after that, it pretty much does it for you. So it just takes a little bit of time. And what's an hour a week for, you know, a couple of months in order to make sure you're on track for retirement? If you're, you know, that lazy that you can't do at least that, you probably shouldn't retire. You should probably just keep working. Some other mistakes that people make, and again, I, I like your concept of working as long as you can, just for the social aspect in retirement, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's a big problem. That's one of the big mistakes, too, that, that I have on my list is that people retire without that idea of how they're going to spend their time. Yeah. You know, they don't have hobbies. They don't have um, charitable things that they like to do, in other words, volunteer work. And they just turn into a miser because they spend all this time feeding this asset that grows and grows and grows. But they, they're feeding it with their paycheck all the time. And then all of a sudden they retire. It's a limited resource that they're looking at. And then they also don't have any other hobbies, so what they end up doing is just focusing too much on the day-to-day -day movements of their portfolio rather than enjoying life. Do so, you ever find people like that? Uh, a lot. It's a huge transition. We talked about this before. That's like a bigger transition for a lot of people than a divorce or being empty nesters is that transition from being needed um, in a key position in some sort of a company to now I'm just a retired person. That's supposed to go enjoy life. But I've been working, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day for the last 40 years. Now what? So there's a feeling of, you know, loss of uh, being a viable person because they just don't have any other hobbies. So a lot of people need to really focus on transitioning into retirement so they can enjoy it. Um, so there's that. I see a big range of people. There's those that become misers and very unhappy. And then there's those that spend way over their budget in the first few years of retirement because they, they're so happy to be retired, they're not paying attention to anything, and they're spending too much money, and they're not tracking their expenses. And that's, that's an almost bigger risk because you know, the more you leave in your portfolio, the, you, the more you have 35 years of compound returns to help you out. So if you pull too much out in the early years, that can have a devastating effect on how much is left over when you're 80 years old. Retirement doesn't sound like fun to me. It, it can be. You just, you know, the, the more detailed your financial plan is, the more you can have a comfort level of knowing where every dollar is going to come from over a five to ten year period. You have a detailed income sheet. 
a detailed tax projection and your portfolio is set up the right way so you can know you can hedge you know at least five to seven years worth of income needs regardless of what the stock market's doing it's actually pretty enjoyable. It just takes a little bit of work, and it takes, you know, it's prepping for a financial plan and gathering all that data takes some homework. But once you get it done, uh, it, it makes you feel a lot better. You can sleep a lot easier at night. I won't work till the day I die. Like, you scared me about retirement to the point that I don't want to think about these thoughts. I just want to work till I die. You'll probably keel over on the microphone and be the best radio show ever. I've promised not to do on radio at television. I've promised my management in television that I'll die on air. It's in the contract. In the contract, so. And the devil is in the details. Anything else that we need to know, Mr. Burton? Um, you know, there's there's several other mistakes, but a lot of it, there's there's also on the idea of spending too much or too little in the beginning. There's also those that invest too conservatively, and they can't ever keep up with inflation, especially where bond rates are. Okay. Or, or if there's a period of high inflation and they are invested too heavily in bond funds, they could actually lose money, lose principal. Um, so you have to have a real balanced portfolio. So what you have to do is kind of think of it as take your three years' worth of portfolio draws, and that's one you know, pot that you draw from, and then you've got to feed that with your balanced portfolio. And so it means you, need to, you or your advisor needs to be proactive on peeling the gains and continuing to replenish that level of cash when you have good quarters in the market. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. I do have an event coming up with Mr. Burton soon. It's going to be at Santa Clara at the Tech Mart. Not this Thursday, not tomorrow, but the following Thursday. It's a free event. You can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. It's a wealth preservation retirement planning event, Thursday evening, 6.30 to 9. Uh, good event. Uh, great location. Talk about risk. Talk about diversification. Talk about uh, dividends and dividend-paying stocks and anything else that you're thinking about in retirement and during those wealth preservation years. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Again, that's Thursday, March 28th from 639. You can register now at the Tech Mart, for the Tech Mart Center in Santa Clara at newfocusfinancial.com. Too much to the phone company. The business. I always thought it was a You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. There's not much more that I could say than that. I try to do my best to throw out data for you that's of some power. One of the things that I like to do is talk about all the different elements that you need to think about. In case you're not thinking about them, you need to. Housing's going to limp along is the concept that a lot of people believe in. I know you think housing's the best investment you ever made. It just isn't. 
Housing needs two things. It needs wage inflation and rental inflation. The low cost of money has made housing incredibly cheap. On top of that, it followed a bubble where prices cracked. That one-two combination has created a golden scenario, which, hey, I've taken advantage of. I hope you have, too. Housing starts rose eight-tenths of a percent in February to an annual rate of 917,000 homes. Yesterday, the National Association of Home Builders had home builder confidence where a new single-family home fell in March for the third consecutive month. Existing home sales for February is going to be released Thursday. How strong of a recovery do we get from here? Again, it's going to be tied towards wage inflation and job creation, in my opinion, to be sustainable. The low-cost money should start becoming a little bit more high-cost money, thus instantly damaging purchasing power. Mortgage applications just recently fell to a seasonally adjusted 4.7% last week. Refinancing applications fell 5% from a week earlier. So, another thing that's going to hurt the housing recovery is just too much inventory out there. There's supposed to be about 3.7 million units, or 2.8% of all housing, still owned by banks. But we're starting to see more banks continue to release some of these properties into the market. Again, do I want you to invest based off what I'm seeing? Nah, I want you to consider it, but I want to go crazy. Fed meets today, and if they hint at higher interest rates, i.e. they hint at a stronger economy, they would hint at potentially raising interest rates because a stronger economy would create jobs, and jobs would create wage inflation. Wage inflation would create people bidding up home prices. So yesterday we had the Cyprus banking issue. Today they're going to vote in Cyprus on whether or not they levy a one-time tax. Probably won't happen. So the headlines are going to be risky. I'm okay with that. Yesterday, Goldman Sachs chief equity analyst David Costin, he raised his year in forecast for the S&P 500 to 16.25. Adam Parker, the U.S. equity strategist Morgan Stanley, he raised his year in target to 1600 for the S&P 500. Ed Yardini, he said the Cyprus bailout plan that taxes bank deposits may shatter the calm in European markets. He thinks people have been remarkably relaxed about a bad economic performance of Europe. He doesn't expect it to be a Cyprus moment. It's going to turn into a Lehman moment. But he, he says we are being surprisingly relaxed. Tobias Lefkovic, he's chief strategist at Citigroup. He said the SP 500 may rise above his year in target of 1615 before slipping in the second half of the year. A summer slump driven by the old sell in May adage is not necessarily in the cards. But another debt ceiling fight or elections in Europe, i.e. Germany, could be problematic later this year. This is what some of the market gurus are saying. Hiring and wages remain economic drags in the U.S. economy. And that's actually a positive thing. Because we do have some areas we can improve and thus carry things a little further. We're not there yet, though. I'm not going to really talk too much more about Europe and Cyprus. I just don't think it's time yet. If you take a look at 
Japan. Japan is looking like the new Ben Bernanke, you know, quantitative easing plan. So Japan, a lot of people know this is a, an exciting trade. I would be knowledgeable that their economy should start to do better because they have a Federal Reserve, a banker who's saying, you know, look, let's lower interest rates aggressively. Let's do everything we can to stimulate the economy. So it's going to be what's referred to as a crowded trade. Always be careful on crowded trades. If you know about it, a lot of smart money knows about it. Um, Got an email that really shows... I'm going to say concern. I'm worried. From a guy named Shaw. It basically says, why is this stock dropping? And if you're asking me, good luck to you. Especially since it's pretty easy to see what happened to stock recently. Stock is ticker symbol H-E-K. It's called Heckman Corporation. It's a stock that's under $5. And that's the first sign to me that Shaw is an amateur investor. He said, I bought 1,500 shares of H-E-K on Friday. I think it was a good time to buy, but it's been dropping. Why? You bought it ultimately because Jim Cramer said buy it. So you're on your own on this one. Should What you should you do going forward? I, I'm not going to tell you. Ask Jim. He was the guy who told you to buy it. So, would I panic? No. I would be very cautious with the small cap companies. Very, very uh, cautious. It's a billion dollar market cap. Is it the perfect penny stock? It's a penny stock. It's It's pretty darn attractive. It's under $10. It's got to play on the natural gas. It's an environmental services company that you know services and helps oil and gas players. It's growing at an incredible pace. It's an incredible opportunity if they continue to execute. It's got a lower debt to equity than the typical industry standard. It has a market cap that could expand or be easily acquired. Shale oil and gas are going to play an important role in meeting our country's energy needs in the next 10, 20, 30 years. The use of fracking is going to increase. This company stands to benefit from it. It could be a huge home run. Small companies are really tough to analyze. And I'd be very cautious that there's a cheerleader behind it. Because there's a lot of people like you who will go out and buy something because someone else says buy it. When you buy a stock, know the reasons you're buying it. Thus, you know the reasons you're going to sell it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Now, we know fracking is going to be a story going forward. We kind of know it's not going to go away anytime soon. 
Our country needs gas, natural gas, a lot more so than our country needs clean water. I'm just telling you what the politicians are going to think. Now, since the housing crash in 2007, the decline of the Sun Belt and low-density cities has been trumpeted by the national media and by pundits who believe America's future lies in compact, crowded, mostly coastal and northern cities. But some of the fastest-growing metropolitan areas are located in Sun Belt states. The population of Raleigh, North Carolina, has expanded by a remarkable 47% since 2000. Do you get that many people living there and moving there, making babies there? And housing prices are, are bound to go up. Austin, they've expanded by 40%, putting you know them second on the list of the fastest growing cities in the United States. Growth and momentum has shifted decidedly towards Texas. Austin's population expanded a remarkable 3% last year. This is all information that you can get from the census. Where people move, they're going to need plumbers. Where people move, they're going to need electricians. Where people move, they're going to need Home Depots. Where people move, they're going to need doctors. Doctors need places to live. Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas-Fort Worth also expanded at roughly twice the national average. Energy-rich areas. If I were a single woman, single man, and love was important to me, move to where the jobs are. So, know that cool cities can be better affordability, but better jobs. You know, San Francisco is slow growing, New York slow growing, LA slow growing. Austin's toddler population surged to a remarkable 38%. Raleigh's up 45% of toddlers. So again, a lot can be extrapolated from that type of data. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Don't forget, i got a seminar coming up in Santa Clara a couple Thursdays from now. Not tonight. Not tomorrow night. But Thursday, March 28th, Great America Parkway, Santa Clara, Tech Mart, 6.30 to 9 o'clock. You can learn more about it at robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Hipster Music Arcade Fire. Oh, I'd rather be a hipster than a. Uh, <laughs> industrial music dance craze. Raver. Want an indication the economy's back? Go check a company called Winnebago. What do they make? They make expensive cars that you can camp in. Something that we absolutely positively don't need. Boomers are preparing to retire. 
if you take a look at the stock in the last year, it's gone from about $7 a share to $22 a share. Carnival Cruise Line seems to be having more and more headline risk. Baby boomers are like, hey, how are we going to spend our final years? Nature. Nature is one of the most calming, wonderful things in the world. Winnebago's brand is so strong, it's a lot like Kleenex. Kleenex is really just tissue paper, right? But the brand Kleenex is so strong. Soda, Coca-Cola. I want a soda. I want a Coke. When you think RVs, you think Winnebago. Consolidation in the industry since the Great Recession. Baby boomers are just on the cusp of reaching the age right now. With more and more to come in the next few years of 55 to 64. That's their play. Again, do you want to do the baby boomers retiring and doing more cruises? I don't know one person of the age of 45 who's like, ooh, sweet, best cruise of my life. That wasn't called a booze cruise. I don't know one person. But I can tell you, seniors, they're like, ah, my husband doesn't like to fly, so I went and played bridge on a bridge cruise. Winnebago reported results back in December that beat expectations aggressively. Revenue surged 46%. Inventories at dealerships are low. They're rising. Demand's rising with low inventory. The company's hiring to meet production demand. Now, again, if you think a recession's right around the corner, this is not you. If you think Carnival Cruise Line's already come down enough so that you're managing your risk by not buying it at a high versus you're buying with a discount, maybe you think boomers are going to go cruise. I wasn't put on this earth to tell you what to do. I was put on this earth to push you to start thinking about some of these issues before it's too late. SP 500's down one point. The Dow's up 12 points. The Nasdaq's down four points. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Keep on moving. Nothing to see here. Fed results come out tomorrow. What will they say about bond purchases? What will they say? $175,000 mattress sold as an investment in good sleep. Let me think about that for a second. Like the beds actually used at Kensington Palace. It's an investment that pays off every morning of your life, they say. Wow, you have to have an egregious amount of money. Especially woven silk to be strung from New York to Miami and almost halfway back again. 1,600 miles worth in one bed. Mountains, I'm telling you. Miles of horse hair. Yeah, it's not, not a good thing when you ask a girl her age and she starts stopping her hoof. Not a good thing. You need to up your game. So take a look at the markets. Uh, Fed's going to really direct things tomorrow, but you know, yesterday we got Meredith Whitney saying, I like Bank of America. 
Bank of America is one of the most vile, despised companies on the planet. Although there is a girl in my hometown who I'm a little fond of at Bank of America. She's way too young for me, but that's fine. Like stopping by, saying hello. February housing starts stronger than expected this morning. Building permits much better than expected. Uh, The dollar index surged to a high. Europe is weak. Precious metals are showing correlation to the move. Crude oil is taking the biggest hit on the dollar strength. Copper is taking a hit as well. Home builders trading higher on that home building permit issue angle. What else do we have to think about? Should I hit the Lululemon? Their pants being too revealing? Maybe creating a buying opportunity? I do like thinking like that, and I do like thinking, you, making you think like, hey, a down market's an opportunity. The up market is not in my best interest unless I'm retiring tomorrow. Gotta start thinking that way. Bit of tragic news out this morning. Seven Marines killed in a blast in Nevada at a training site. They're from the 2nd Marine Division based at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. It's the mortar firing exercise gone bad. The scenario like that, you start thinking about, like, you know, crazy stuff can happen. I drive to work every morning and a little bit of a slowdown and someone could rear-end you. That's why you have life insurance. Because crazy stuff happens. You get life insurance to replace your income that you would have earned had you not died early. Most of us aren't going to die early. You're listening to me, Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, i got an event coming up March 28th, which is a Thursday, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event from 639 at the Tech Mart Center in Santa Clara. It's free. You can sign up today at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. These are the official 1220. The financial cliff has been avoided. And now... Are you paying too much to the phone company and not getting the right... Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested in more. Anything that's on your financial mind we can talk about. Lots of going on out there as far as headlines go, but first let's look at the numbers. It's been a bull market. It's five years old today. Happy birthday, bull market. Happy birthday, bull market. Happy birthday, bull market. Keep going higher. Mm, doesn't work that way. SP 500's down fractions. The Dow's up 14. The Nasdaq's down 3. 10 year Treasury bonds at 1.91%. Gold's up 6 bucks and 16.11 an ounce. Ahead of the Fed, excuse me, we got this potential Bernanke buzzkill coming up tomorrow. He might say something along the lines of, we're going to cur- curtail our $85, $85 billion a month bond buying habit. He might say, we're seeing some improvement. He might say that there's inflation out there. It's 
fair to say that he said everything right so far. Hey, baby, I love you. Hey, baby, you look good in those pants. Hey, baby, this spaghetti is the best spaghetti I've ever had in my life. You make the best spaghetti ever. Now, what happens if when he starts being a little bit honest, like, hey, baby, you get a little muffin top on those pants. Hey, baby, your hair's all crazy this morning. It's crazy. He, he's not going to be perfect forever. None of us are. Sometimes the honesty just comes in. Sometimes it's just too honest. We can't help but do it. Sometimes when we touch. So drug costs dropped in 2012, but they're expected to rise again. Samsung and Apple are going to do battle over smartwatches. It is a battle royale. Someone must live and someone must die. Now, Apple's got this whole secrecy leak thing that they do. Samsung doesn't. I told you a couple of years ago I liked South Korea's stock market. In large part because they got young, smart, college-educated tips of taxpayers. Well, their stock market now is 20% Samsung. So you can go get the ETF and short their market. If you think Apple's going higher and Samsung's going lower, you can go get their ETF and have a slightly diversified play on smartphones. Because it's only 20% Samsung. Lululemon recalling yoga pants. They're too revealing. I say, what's wrong with too revealing? But apparently some people have a problem with it. Lululemon has yanked its popular black yoga pants. Basically, the dye wasn't strong enough to hold. That's not good because their stuff is expensive. You would expect their goods not to have quality control problems. I like the company. I'm waiting for a pullback. I'm waiting for the stock to get murdered. Maybe this is it. There is a bit of a buzzkill with it because it's located in Vancouver, British Columbia. You know how I feel about Canadians. We love your beer. We love your women. We love your hockey. Eh, your sense of capitalism not so good. We'll take your your oil sands, but we're kind of dirty. Ahead of the Fed. Tomorrow the Fed could change things pretty aggressively. I would say that's probably the economic data or the event of the week. More so than Cyprus. One year ago today, Apple initiated a dividend. People expect more out of Apple as far as dividend talk, buyback talk, by the end of this month. Boeing signed a landmark $15.6 billion order with Ryanair. Ryanair being a airline out of Ireland. Their planes are flown by leprechauns, I'm pretty sure. Where's me lucky lightsaber? That's how Star Wars would have sounded had Obi-Wan Kenobi been Irish. He would be asking where his lucky lightsaber is because the night before he drank and passed out and forgot where he put said lightsaber. I love how we've turned St. Patty's Day into a national holiday of debauchery and drinking. 
mixed in with in the Rob Black manner somehow, some way, some shape, some form, Star Wars, which is owned now by Disney. I fear Disney in a good way. Disney is the Avengers. Disney is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Disney is that Toy Story guy, cowboy. I don't know his name. Woody? Woody. I do know his name. Buzz? I know his name, too. My spongy brain is unspongifying. Data's coming out of it. So anyway, uh, Boeing had a big deal. Tied towards Ryanair, tied towards Ireland. That I went pretty far there to talk about Boeing and Ryanair. Intel looks like a bargain stock. There's no doubt about it. Apple looks like a bargain stock. There's no doubt about that. That's where you get into trouble when things are like a little bit too obvious. Is Apple having bigger problems with their iPad minis eating their iPad margins? Is Intel having bigger problems where PC shipments are, are falling in their PC play versus a smartphone play? So on one hand, you could look at these stocks and go, wow, that's cheap. On the other hand, you look at it and go, oh, I'll take my dividends and I'll wait for the best. I hope the best is coming. You're the best. The best. We need a fighting montage at some point in time for the show. Fighting montage, a.k.a. Rocky, a.k.a. 1990s, early 1990s films. We're going to get you into fighting shape for retirement. We're going to do this, whether it be Roth IRA, 401k IRA, savings account, or just darn hidden lottery. You're going to have all the money to last till the day you die. Retirement's going to be glorious. You're going to learn that Medicare, you get all the free drugs that you want. Not free drugs, but cheap drugs. So we got we got our fighting montage to work on. You know why we need a fighting montage? Because Americans aren't confident about their retirement. It's crazy. You know, the only people I feel worse for is, I know the baby boomers are kind of like hitting their retirement in a not-so-good way. The baby boomers, the Generation X and the sandwich generation underneath them, they're the people I feel really bad for. Because I don't think they've planned on what life looks like if you're under the age of 40 and you're thinking about retirement in 20 years. Wealth building amongst young Americans, we've lost generations of it. Every age group that I can find and study, except for those 74 and over, are doing worse now than they were in 2007 and 2000. Average household wealth roughly doubled over uh, the period of 1983-2010. Consumers beware. Identity thieves know that virtually everything they need to steal you. Deposits was actually, you know, on the table, so no one should be. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and much, much more. I don't have a bleak outlook. I've got a can-do outlook. But you have to have a let's start soon ability. 
if you're with me, and if you're not with me, you're against me. And honestly, that's a problem. Because I'm not talking crazy stuff here, although that Rocky Balboa montage might have been a little bit over the top. But in fact, okay, I've already apologized to my mom about it, my family, my friends. I've agreed to enter 90-day rehab. No, that's not true. Oh, there's so much we could talk about. Just be careful on people who say the biggest no-brainer, because usually it's not. SP 500's up one, the Dow's up 34, the Nasdaq's up three. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Part of creating wealth is ensuring what you can't afford to lose. Disability insurance ensures your ability to earn income. Homeowner's insurance ensures your home in case a tree falls on it. Life insurance, it ensures your income that you would lose if you died early, prematurely. Most of us don't. Most of us don't like talking about life insurance, Chad, because it's all about death, my death. Yeah, I mean, you should really focus on disability insurance if you can't afford it, because it does get expensive, um, at least something like an AFLAC, which gives you some short-term disability coverage if you, know, you break something and you can't work. Um, but life insurance is something that's very necessary if you have kids. And unfortunately, it's one of those areas where you start thinking about, you have children, you think about what happens if I pass away, and how do I save for my family, how do I send my kids for college, and that creates kind of a, uh, a golden situation for a life insurance agent to come in and sell somebody, saying life insurance is the key to everything. It's the key to protect your income. It's the key to send your kids to college. It's a great investment tool. You can pull money out of it tax-free, and it's a great sales pitch, and a lot of people fall into that trap. I know a guy who used to sell insurance just like that, and now he's driving a truck. Yeah, that's typically what happens. People are starting to learn that term life is the best way to get life insurance. Buy term and invest the rest. It's a phrase that pays for you, for me, for most of the people out there. Um, because you don't really need term life insurance. You don't really need life insurance on your children when they're 25, 30, 40, 45 years old. They don't need that big paycheck when dad dies. Well, no, and you know, I mean, there's so many options in terms of maxing out your 401k, how much you can put into that, Roth IRAs. Spousal IRAs, 529 plans, tax-efficient index funds. Life insurance um, it has been very disappointing. So people get sold cash-value life insurance saying, here's the great rates, the investments, and then you can take money out of it tax-free in the form of loans. But a lot of those policies are blowing up on people because the investments in the variable life insurance policies have done horribly. And the interest rates on the, the kind of the whole life or universal life have dropped in half. And so a lot of these people that were going to put a whole bunch of money in and then take money out of it at retirement are now finding that they're getting these bills saying your policy is going to lapse at age 60 unless you put more money in it. And you thought you bought a savings vehicle. So now people are wondering, what do they do? What do they do to these policies that they dump too much money in? And you don't need whole life insurance. You know, I had a grandmother pass away a couple years ago, 95 years old. Um, I'm glad she didn't have a million-dollar policy that she paid for her whole life up to 95 because she probably would have paid 5 to $10 million into it to get a million back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get an oil well. I did get a farm. So instead of buying expensive insurance, she was buying assets that appreciate over time, and that's part of the inheritance per se. Yeah, so here as a – you know, my experience in the business, I got into the business on the sales side. Everybody back you know, almost 20 years ago when I got into it, it was commission-based world. And so um, – I'm still licensed in insurance, but we do fee-based planning. Here's the instances where permanent life insurance comes into play. Everybody else should buy term and invest the difference. The 1% of the population that needs permanent insurance, number one is if you have a large pension from somewhere, 
that is going to go away if you pass away. Right. So you can look at saying, here's my lifetime if I don't take a spousal benefit, uh, and here is the option if I have a spousal benefit. But the problem is when you take a pension and you have a spousal benefit, a lot, what if you both pass away early, then the company wins and your kids get nothing. So there's certain circumstances, about probably about 30% of the pension planning I do, life insurance, taking the higher benefit where there's no spousal benefit and using some of the extra income to buy permanent life insurance for the spouse can make sense. Number two, estate planning issues. If you're doing a charitable remainder trust, you have a large estate that's over $5 million if you're single, $10 million if you're married. Permanent insurance and an irrevocable life insurance trust is good estate planning tools. It, it creates liquidity um, at your death to pay the taxes and it allows you to get some, some income with a charitable trust. And finally, if you're a real high-income earner um, and you've maxed out all your options, you have a lot of money saved up, and you're looking for alternative savings vehicles, there's no-load or low-load life insurance that if you're that type of earner that's paying 39.6% federal, uh, you know, 12% state with the Prop 30, and I mean you're talking about 1% of the population, then and you've done a whole bunch of planning and you're still younger and healthy, there's certain no-load or low-load life insurance policies that can make investment sense. The average person, buy term and invest the difference. But, and we're running out of time, what if you bought the wrong insurance? Well, when, you, how do you get out? When do you get out? Well, what and you need to do... You leave money on the table. You, you could potentially leave money on the table. What you need to do is say, okay, if you've had it for five, ten years, is it worth keeping? You call and say, I want an in-force illustration on my policy. How is it going to perform over the next 20 years? And um, if you have a taxable gain, you can roll it over somewhere else. Um, if you don't, you can just cash it in. But before you do that, before you roll it over or cash it in, make sure you apply and get the term insurance and put it in place before you make the changes on the other policy. Sounds good. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. You can come meet me and Chad Burton next Thursday evening in Santa Clara at the Tech Mart. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's a 6.30 to 9 p.m. event. Again, I hope to see you out there. It should be uh, pretty educational retirement planning issues, wealth preservation, retirement planning, uh, always looking to meet the listeners and the viewers that you know support what I do on a regular basis. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. You can check me out at Twitter, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. And you can also find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or Facebook fan, Cron4, Rob Black, Cron4, Rob Black. One of the reports coming out this morning talks about how Facebook protects itself by your application becomes popular, they copy it. And they shut down others that are similar to the ones they just copied. Could be yours. That's not a developer community that's healthy. And that could come back to hurt them. You listen to me, Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Bacon is the best candy on the planet. If you've got respect for candy, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Bacon. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Mungalite candy.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So much to talk about, much to talk about as far as looking at Wall Street. Channel checks are showing that max sales are a little bit better than expected. Depends on whose numbers you're using, of course. I love my job because I have the privilege of studying for a living. I always get to be, I guess you could say, educated. Gap has mentioned positively today over at Lazard. Lulu Lamont, one analyst, is downgrading it, but still has a $77 price target on it. Gap. Athletica is doing really, really well. They're making athletic clothes that are nice, high quality, and not see-through and sheer. I like the Lululemon clothes. I think they're incredibly sexy, but they're incredibly expensive. But you do feel good in them. Google Flight search now includes European destinations, according to reports. This would be a play against Priceline, TravelZoo, Kayak, Expedia, TripAdvisor, all publicly traded. Will Google be able to beat them? They've updated their flight search to support trips to the UK, France, Italy, Spain, and Netherlands. Searches can be done in eight languages, as with most products. It's a service that aims to be both simple and incredibly smart. Interestingly, if you search, you know, bigger areas, the map shows wider ranges of destinations. Google does a lot of projects. You won't ever see the light of day until, bam, you see the light of day. With that said, I don't know. Apple's trading above its overhead resistance. Will it be able to continue that breakout move? kind of uh, swinging back towards growth of the stock versus the recent correction that it's gone through. AT&T expanded its strategic relationship with Microsoft to deliver unified communication solutions. There was a story out there today that Google's unifying all their, their mobile messaging from cell phones to Google Maps and the different products that you could use texting with. So we have a, had a higher start on the market today. Again, kind of sloughing off the data that we've seen come out of Europe recently, specifically tied to Cyprus. I think we've had a great run, including 10 straight up days, that you have to stop and catch a breather. You can't go full, full, full tilt, full tilt, full tilt, full tilt. you got to stop and breathe on occasion, in my opinion. So, Joe Fresh just launched at JCPenney's. It's got its line in almost 700 of JCPenney's 1,100 stores. It's attractive clothes. Its pricing is compelling. The analysts now are starting to become a little bit more positive, a little bit more constructive on JCPenney's. Which, for the record, Herb Greenberg from CNBC called his stock of the year last year as it went from $45 down to 16 Do you think he's ever going to mention that? Probably not. You have to be cautious. Trust me. You have to be cautious. An analyst is upgrading electronic arts after the CEO resignation. 
It's a little bit too early to say who they're going to put in. But his strategy and his execution has been pretty poor. Although he has done a very, very good job of acquisitions like PopCap. So he has done the digital space better than Zynga. But that's still, that's like getting five teeth knocked out and say, well, we didn't get eight teeth knocked out. So some of the strategies just didn't work out. And Wall Street applauded that initially. But now they're saying, who's going to come in there? And let's look at this industry. It costs a lot of money to make those Call of Duty games. Um, what else? They don't make the Call of Duty. They make the other one, um, Medal of Honor. So, needless to say, it still costs a lot of money for it. Corning did an analyst meeting. Their CFO came out and basically said the display business is poised to bottom out in 2013. The non-display segment has intensive growth opportunities. Excess cash generation is going to be returned to shareholders. I bring that up because you would imagine that they were stronger because of all the screens that we're seeing with all the glass that we're using in cell phones and televisions. But not so much. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Visa Europe is discussing a sale to Visa. That would be very, very positive over the long term for Visa because size does matter when you're talking transaction networks. So in a sale, the business could be valued about $3 billion. I couldn't say enough positives about Visa as a transaction company. A meeting was held in London this month discussing the possible move. Visa and Visa Europe are separate entities that run their own clearance systems. The U.S. firm is a payments technology business listed on the NYSE, while the European organization is owned by financial institutions, operates under a license that's irrevocable in perpetuity. So we'll see if that deal eventually goes through and or not. But I think, to say the least, Wall Street would like it. I like it a lot. I like you a lot. Let's go to Mitch in San Jose. Mitch, how are you? Uh, pretty good. How are you doing, Rob? Doing okay. Yeah, so I had a, just a general question. I have a, my 401k is in a self-directed Schwab account, and I was looking to get a, a ETF fund that has a, that focuses on dividends. And I'm just wondering, they have commission-free trades with their own Schwab uh, ETFs. I'm just wondering, should I that enough to just go right with those, or should I still compare it with... Uh, you know, other like Vanguard or iShare funds. First question is, your 401k, who do you work for? Uh, it's a startup. Okay. And they, they do they give you choices that you can take if you want to use, uh, if you don't want to do a do-it-yourself approach, if you want, like, funds? No, it's just purely... Do-it-yourself, huh? That's interesting. Um I don't know the Schwab products well enough to tell you go that direction. There's plenty of exchange-traded funds which are like mutual funds that are dividend achievers or dividend income funds. Um, there's one that I'm taking a look at right now, D&I. There's a low-cost uh, dividend exchange-traded fund, SPHD, which to me, it's a power shares. It's a high-dividend portfolio. 
It doesn't use the leverage of typical quote-unquote power shares. So it, it really depends on what you need in your portfolio. Do you have anything other than dividend stocks? Yeah, yeah I have a kind of a mix. I mean, I've been listening to the show for a while. So, okay. But I just, I just kind of found that they have their new kind of commission-free, their own uh, ETFs. I usually use Vanguard or iShares. Yeah, I wouldn't. What I would do, because you're in that position, and thanks for the call, is because they do low-cost transactions, or in this case, no-cost transactions. But what's the if it's if you're getting higher volatility, you want to compare is what I'm trying to get at. So, let's say you come up with a you want a dividend cheaper fund. You put two or three of them next to each other, and you look at the volatility. Do you want one that's more volatile? You look at the one, the three, the five-year trading range. You look at the costs, of course. One of the things that you can absolutely control is the cost of a transaction. And all things being the same, it's an S&P 500 fund versus an S&P 500 fund. Go with the lower cost S&P 500 fund. So I think you want to start looking and comparing them. I don't know the Schwab product well enough. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Let's see if I can pull something up. I'm not a Schwab guy. But congratulations on working for a startup. So they got what's called a one-source product line. 100 commission-free ETFs from leading providers such as Schwab Investment Management, State Street, Spider Funds, PowerShares. Yeah, so you're probably going to be able to find what you want on that list, is my guess. I'm learning a little bit more as I go along here. ETF selects. Uh, they've got the annoying pop-up that comes up of, do you want to talk to somebody? Yeah, depending on your age, for sure, you want some large-cap companies, you want some small-cap, you want some international. And it looks like they've got more than enough ETF to guide you through that. Just making sure that I'm not saying anything that's Schwab ETFs, domestic equity ETFs. Yeah, um, just make sure that the ETFs that we're talking about here, if they have the power shares, uh, time investments, the spiders, if it's commission-free, it looks like you're going you know, to qualify. I'm at Schwab.com right now. Um, let's get the sector. You can go with the financial sector, you can go with the healthcare sector. Healthcare, if you're a little bit more fearful about the economy right now. Utilities, if you're a little bit more fearful. They've got you know, European trusts, which I'm not against. I would look at, they also have some real assets. Um, Swiss Gold, U.S. REIT ETF. So, yeah, just I'd take a look at what your portfolio needs. Mitch, I, I know I'm kind of like uh, fumbling here, and I, I'm not coming across as giving you a lot of confidence, but I'd look at, I'd compare. I want to go with free just because it's free, because their trading costs are pretty cheap in the first place. It's Rob Lack and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Because infrastructure. Staples has always made getting office supplies easy. And now we're making it easy to get... The Bloomberg Market Minute.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. The song hits way too close for some people, eh? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I try my best to find good content for you. It doesn't always jump out. Sometimes my stories are failed. But the attempt is always there to show you what's working and why. I'm not afraid of Wall Street. I hope you're not afraid of Wall Street. I don't think we have any other choice. If I were to be completely honest with you. Right now we've got a slightly lower market, but we're having a great year. We're having a great month. We're having a great five-year period. Great five-year period. SP 500 down 4, the Dow's up 17, the NASDAQ down 4. The Fed's going to re- meet today and tomorrow. And we're a little bit nervous about that. I'll be quite honest with you. That doesn't guarantee that things go super well in that meeting. At some point in time, the Fed has to stop saying everything right. Oh, baby, I love you, stock market. I love you so much, stock market. I'm going to give you cheap money. I'm going to shower you with cheap money, baby, because I love you. That has to stop. We want it to stop. It's healthy for it to stop. We go through periods of a stronger dollar, weaker dollar, stronger dollar, weaker dollar. It's not the end of the world. Now you don't, you know, you don't want to get too caught up in monetary policy discussions when you're talking about Wall Street because then you kind of come across as a dullard. And there's one thing I try not to be, it's a dullard. So we've got Huffy, the bull market. Five years old. Um, Euro drops below a buck twenty nine for the first time since December two thousand twelve. Europe's still got problems. We learned that yesterday or Saturday and Sunday, depending on how close you are to the news. Um and what I mean by that, Cyprus, I'm not crazy about China overall because there's some, you know, funny stuff going on in the trading. Speaking about funny stuff going on in the trading, Apple's one-year-old dividend. Happy birthday to you. Lulu Lamont is paying dearly today for having sheer pants. Now, this isn't the biggest story in the world. I'm not trying to get, you know, the hype going for it. I own no shares of Lululemon. I'm interested today because they're one of the world's most successful retailers. They've pulled their popular Luan black yoga pants from stores after they found that the material was too revealing. Hey, Rob, I see your pink underwear under your yoga pants. Now, first of all, foremost, that's a crazy concept. But the reality is I don't wear yoga pants. But if I did, I'd probably buy them from Lululemon. So analysts are lowering their price targets today. A defective product's fine. You know, doing a recall is, is great. 
But what are there? Quality control issues. We need. To, is this rectified? Well, fewer bottom line sales translate into fewer tops. So if you're not buying the sheer pants, you're are you buying the tops? And then you get that double whammy. It's got brand dominance. It's got a growth category. But second major quality issue in a year. That's pretty concerning. Color bleeding issues in fourth quarter of 2011. They were not very consequential. But the company has a quality control problem in Asia. They're a Vancouver, British Columbia-based company. So we'll see how it bleeds in some of their other product. Drug prices. I'm not talking illegal drugs. I'm talking drug prices. Something that we keep an eye on. The IMS, the health organizations, predicted the drug sales will rise by 4% in 2014 because of fewer brand name drugs losing patent protection. A huge influx of newly insured patients is going to, you know, put the, you know, force of the federal health care law into effect. Sales growth should dip to just over 2% in 2015. The use of generic drugs also starting to hit its saturation point. 2012, 84% of all prescriptions were dispensed as generics. Majority of the packet cliff is over right now. Express Scripts found that amongst commercially insured patients, spending on specialty drugs, which account for about a quarter of all prescription drugs, increased by 18%. When your doctor prescribes an amoxicillin or some sort of psyllin for your kid's ear infection, always, when you get that bill at the counter and it surprises you, because like, I thought I had a $10 copay on uh, drugs. Always say, hey, this came to 150 bucks. Can we check to make sure that my, uh, can we call my doctor and see if you can't, you know, tweak this a little bit for a more generic version that's similar, if not as good as? EA shares are sliding today as there's some uncertainty now that the CEO of the company stepped down. There's a problem. Consoles are mature. Now, again, we're in that new console cycle, so for him to step down is a wise move. It's an industry video games where the business that's shifted sales to lower priced digital and mobile games away from the you know the sixty dollar discs sold at retailers. They had some flops like Star Wars, The Old Republic, and Medal of Honor, Warfighter. They got some poor critical scores on Dead Space Three and Crisis Three. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. Don't forget, I got an event coming up in Santa Clara, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday evening. Retirement planning from 6.30 to 9. Learn more at robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. How's your retirement plan? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.